Justin, as you know, I'm uh, I'm the host and producer of this podcast that you're about to listen to. I just wanted to uh, make a note of the audio quality in this episode. Uh, not everyone maybe is going to notice this, but uh, it's not going to sound as good as it usually does because for some reason, the latest update of the Zoom meeting software completely broke the program on my computer like got it to the point where it wouldn't even launch the app so i had to we had to do this through the browser and like the recording got all screwed up so i'm running this episode is uh recorded off of a backup audio recording so things i can't like mix things as meticulously as i might otherwise so please uh this is this is entirely my fault all right, do not blame any of the other fine gentlemen on this episode. And please do not, under any circumstances, blame the Zoom Corporation or uh, Microsoft. Uh, you know, these corporations are entirely blameless and have never done anything wrong. Uh, the blame lies entirely with me. Um, I have fixed the issue by hunting down an installer of a previous version of Zoom on a third-party website. And so uh, things will be fixed for hopefully the next episode. And we'll see how long it works after that, right? Yeah, things will be great forever now. All right, enjoy the episode with uh, Jake and Josh from Uh-Oh Progress. I think we had a great time. This is uh, Rock Hard Caucus, episode 121. My name is Justin Comer. I'm here with uh, my regular co-host, Evan. He's he's right here. I think. I can't Hi. see him. Uh, let us be clear. Uh, I'm struggling to use the computer today, but, you know, fortunately, this is just an audio podcast, so that doesn't require too much of uh, knowing how to use a computer. And I'm using a computer just enough to get all of the audio recorded. Uh, we're joined by some friends of ours today. First off, uh, Alan is here for his, uh, let me count it up here. This will be Alan's 14th first time here. That's right. Uh, hey, everybody. It's Alan here. Uh, first time, long time. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Welcome back for the first time to Alan, of course. And uh, making their first ever appearance on the show, uh, I guess I should have asked you how you would like to be introduced, but uh, Josh and Jake are here. Uh, I know them as the hosts of the Uh-Oh Progress stream on Twitch. Is that a sufficient think, introduction? Yeah, I think you nailed it. That's okay. what That's we are. beautiful. Great. Yeah. Great. Uh, yeah, we I've met these guys in person for the first time uh, at the Iowa State Fair. So if you listened to those episodes, Evan and I did, you heard a little bit about Josh and Jake. We had a lot of fun together. We did. It was a great was time. A, yeah, it was a blast. Shout out to Vivek Ramaswamy. <laughs> yes, our our king. <laughs> our, Shout out to uh, what was the HuffPo reporter's name? I don't oh, remember. I can't remember her name, but shout out to her, too. Shout yeah. out to her. Yeah, we did shout her out by name on the show before, mm -hmm. so she got her uh, her due on that episode. And I'm sorry we forgot your name. <laughs> 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 but 
but we had a lot of fun with those guys at the state fair so now uh now that we've actually met them and know them they are now allowed to join us on the podcast we got our clearance that's so exciting our rock hard clearance <laughs> that's right yeah um blessed and highly favored <laughs> so we got a big group of fellas here today to talk about what i think is a very masculine subject uh the gas station <laughs> do you guys do you guys feel like gas stations are very masculine coded yeah definitely boys junk food explosions yeah <laughs> uh boys eat from the gas station girls um go to the grocery store and get a bunch of like crackers and like pickles and cheese and stuff and do the the girl dinner thing right girl dinner boys go to dinner the grocery is store. gas station food boys yeah, go to the grocery station store food is boy. and girls go to the bodega <laughs> <laughs> which we have in iowa that's right we do. there's a come and go so, bodega downtown there's no gas that that makes it a bodega is that the they the call difference? them bodegas okay right so this this is both uh it's a gendered thing it's also a regional thing so everyone in big cities they love to brag about their bodegas but their bodegas are not any different and certainly not any better than midwest gas stations right we've got all the same things and usually, but more usually we don't have uh wild animals roaming the aisles of the gas station <laughs> and the the products are less covered in filth and dust i think at our gas stations spoken like somebody who's been to a big city bodega a bunch of times yeah I sure for sure <laughs> um, yeah also um i don't know if that's necessarily true because if you've ever been to a get and go in mm. des moines uh they're wow. they're very dusty the the products there are dusty it's just kind of people if... try to avoid those ones mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah the, the um the last time i used a, a get and go there were some suspicious purchases on my card a day after so <laughs> not a, going back it's a get and go experience it is the get and go by my house doesn't even have the little boop scanner thing they have to type it in by hand when you buy stuff <laughs> it's really awesome and that's how you know suspicious purchases will be made on your card <laughs> they don't like they can't scan a credit card Nope, they have a flip. No, no, no. They can scan a credit card, but they can't scan the items. So, oh, like, they have gotcha, a big okay. binder that they have to flip through <laughs> to find the price of whatever item and then manually key it into the register for you to pay. It's that's, pretty hilarious. Yeah, that's 21st century shit right there. It sure is, yeah. So, specifically today, uh, we were talking about the get and goes a moment ago, which are, I guess I don't know which came first, but there's certainly a smaller franchise than the come and go empire and we're going to talk mostly about come and go today uh do you guys have a lot of experience visiting come and go gas stations i've been to a come and go a couple times before in my life they have expanded when I first moved to cedar rapids, in recent uh, years yeah when i first moved to cedar rapids the uh there was a gas station on mount vernon road that was the come and go and i'd never seen it and there was like i was pretty much i think the only one in town um, and I thought it was really funny, obviously, because of the name. Mm -hmm. But uh, since then, I think they've gotten like way bigger. And uh, I do know that Johnny Knoxville and Jack S2, I might have mentioned this before, did wear a come and go shirt during the riot test where they get hit with the uh, explosive like little rubber balls or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so that that makes it kind of cool. I mean, and, and the name, of course. Right. They've definitely got a strong uh, brand just from that alone. 
Josh and, and Jake, you're referring you, uh, to come. You're referring to come as the strong part of the brand. Yeah, let's get that out of the way. Yeah, the we got to address that it has come. In <laughs> yeah, the yeah, and it's it's the K-U-M, funny. In case there's any like out of state people, I mean, I don't know why you'd be listening to this if you lived out of state, but it's it's K U M. Yeah, turn it off now if if you don't live in Iowa, please. Uh, we don't want <laughs> you around. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I yeah. am I am actually a come and go enjoyer. I've got a rewards card. Yeah, same. Wow. That, I share a rewards account with my wife, so uh, wow, I, you guys got to mm-hmm. be racketed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that that Mountain Dew, big Mountain Dew bill. There's one down the street from my house that I go to from time to time, but I gotta say, I uh, I tend to go to a Casey's a little bit more just out of convenience. Right. That's that's a something I wanted to touch on too. Is like, do you have any brand loyalty to any? gas station chain or because a lot of what we're going to read about is how like the person running these stores was making big decisions that led to growth in their profits but i question whether it matters at all or if people because they're convenience stores so you go to whichever one is most convenient right right does it matter there's basically two factors it's basically is the food good and is it like clean like i mean those are like the only two things i can and the selection of items i guess but like one the pizza they're pretty is much better. all the same yeah you're the saying pizza's the, better the casey's and two, pizza's better yes uh i'm sorry the the casey's pizza i i like it i'm sorry i apologize to everyone however uh <laughs> i have also heard now i'm not gonna i'm not trying to start any rumors but i've also heard that casey's gas kind of subpar so, uh, you know, on, on a quality level. So, you know, well, maybe that come and goes a little bit better stuff. I don't know. Alan is the only person who would actually care about the quality of the gas. Um, that, that's the, right. And the two things that I <laughs> mentioned are things that normal people would care about. Um, quality of the gas, pretty low on the list. Yeah. I mean, how would I know? Right. Like, I'm... Yeah, are you take? are you tasting it? Are you? <laughs> It's about no. the sludge. It's about the residue. You know, Shell Shell's very proud of their gas. They put the big signs up there with the picture of the valve to show you how little sludge you get. As long as the car, as long as the car continues to move forward, concerned really. Yeah, the gas is good then, as long as the, the yeah, engine 100%. runs. Mm-hmm. No, I can't remember where I heard this from, but it was really funny to hear because I kind of had that same opinion. Like, oh, as long as it like meets the grade that it says that it is, it's fine. Who gives a shit? Uh, but there was someone that I know that was like, oh, no, Casey's gas is the worst. <laughs> Did they sound like that, too? Because that sounds like someone who would care about gas quality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As long as it's got corn ethanol in it, I'm good. Like that, that's really the only requirement for my fuel. It's got to be made of corn. A lot of people right now are really big on Quickstar, which I happen to know if you live out of state. Again, if you're living out of state, it's called Quick Trip with a K, um, Mm -hmm. which they had to change it uh, in state because of the confusion with Quick Trip uh, with with a Q Q, that also (laughs) exists in the state. So, yeah, just, you know, that's like the major product differentiation differentiation is differentiation the Q versus the K. Yeah. I would I will say the Quick Star food is good. I agree. I agree. I much like the the difference in gas quality rumor, I have heard a rumor about a Quick Star product. Um they have a 
barbecue rib sandwich, very similar to the McDonald's mm-hmm. McRib. Uh, the rumor that I've heard is that is made of human meat. Wow. So go ahead <laughs> I, and tell your friends. That can't be that. true. <laughs> I was just going to comment that uh, the the K nomenclature and then come and go is, is uh, implicated in this as well is a little suspect. That's all. Because of uh, the, the clan? Is that why you're... That's worried right. about the That's K? Right. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're always changing everything to the K. I don't know. It's their thing. I don't know why they do it, but they're, they they seem to really have a thing for it. I would say that it's, like, it's, it's not a great connotation. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for backing me up on this one. <laughs> All right. So let, let's get into the, the recent news about Come and Go. Uh, as I said, they've been expanding a, a lot in the past few years. Like uh, you'll see Come and Go's pop up on every block of the whole state, pretty much like they've increased their presence exponentially. But, uh, that may have been in service of just selling the company because they recently sold to a Utah based chain called Maverick. And I'm going to read here from an article by Courtney Crowder of the Des Moines register. This came out on September 15th. The headline is, Tanner Krause's dream job was come and go CEO. He no longer holds that post. What's next? Oh man, how the mighty have fallen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Tanner Krause is, uh, come and go was like a family owned business for a long time, like generations. And Tanner Krause was like the latest, the latest Krause to run the company. Uh, his father, Kyle Kraus, was the CEO before him and then passed it down to his son. I think it was started by Tanner's great-grandfather. That's in one of these articles I pulled up. But, uh, yeah, Tanner has made a, a name for himself as, like, the woke posting gas station CEO. Like, he's on Twitter and he... He, I think, you know, you may have noticed the come and go social media pages like posting sort of uh, pro trans, po, pro uh, LGBTQ plus stuff over the past couple of years, which I suppose is good. But my question is, you know, who benefited more from the come and go woke posting? Uh, the marginalized people under attack in the state of Iowa or come and go as a brand and profitable company. <laughs> they sure didn't Good change question. the tide with uh, legislation with their woke posting. I think it deserves like a vague green check, but right. yeah, it sure didn't change the course. Right. I mean, yeah, I've always wanted to know how woke my gas is and they really, yeah. I mean, they put a good first foot forward um, now, every time I fuel up, I feel at peace um, <laughs> knowing that they wouldn't care if I was trans. Right. They'll, they'll take your money no matter what. Regardless exactly. Of your, wouldn't your make gender. any difference to them. That's good. I feel safe pumping at come and go. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, the company, that, the company that bought them is based in Utah. And I did, I did the work and uh, they are wow. in fact connected to the, the Mormon church, the Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Utahns uh, are a little so, suspect. <laughs> yeah. so we'll see how come and go's marketing strategy uh, may, may or may not shift with that. Uh, the tweets wrinkle. are going to get less woke. <laughs> <laughs> 
So let's get a little into the personal because Tanner Krause, I believe, is an interesting person. And he's like the focus of these register articles that I've pulled up for us Uh, near the beginning of this one by Courtney Crowder. It says he's been obsessed with the company since he turned nine and got a, quote, job sweeping and restocking at the store near his family's West Des Moines home. So they were Justin, I think I think that gives flavor. away the article like right away that it already frames <laughs> it as uh haha this is a joke job he's <laughs> right? he's never had a fucking job in his life they've just quotes. been working at the store uh, the whole time under his under his under his family and never worked a day in his life quote job yeah they put it in quotes to, to make it clear you know not a real Oh, they did actually put not a labor violation. Yes. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) It was the thing that struck me immediately when you sent this to me, Justin, was that line right there. Quote, job. Right. Yeah. And is it because of his age or is it because they don't recognize uh, sweeping and restocking as actual labor? (laughs) Got to be an age (laughs) thing. That was pre-child labor. (laughs) That's right. That's perfectly fine now. (laughs) At the time, uh, that was frowned upon. Right, because he's only like, um, I think he's 36 or 35, 35. So he would have been nine in, you know, the mid 90s, which, yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think you were allowed to hire nine year olds to work. But if if it's a family owned business, there's some sort of exceptions to that. He was working on the farm. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the, the employees of Come and Go found out on April 21st that uh their company was being purchased or, or acquired by uh maverick again based in utah has some connections to the lds church and here is uh some of tanner's uh perspective on that he'd had a chance to take the measure of maverick and its ceo chuck maglet during the acquisition oh. process <laughs> <laughs> And he wanted his employees to understand that, quote, they're good, honest, hardworking, intelligent people that care and are very passionate about retail. Knowing more about the new owners would be a calming force, he thought. It had been for him. But he also wanted to honor that this wasn't the ending he would have written for his tenure, that it was a heavy day at headquarters and that many associates didn't expect this outcome. It's been a very emotional process, he says, sitting in his office in the waning days of his tenure. This is coming to an end in a way that's much different than I would have had in mind years or decades ago. It's been something that I've tried to manage with professionalism and respect for the process. That sounds to me like he is privately very pissed that this has happened. (laughs) That's also kind of the subtext of this article is like uh, on the surface, it's like everything's great. I'm a pro who, you know, wanted to do this all my life. But next time, you know, I'm cool with being pushed out of my company that my dad and grandparents (laughs) owned. It's it's cool, you know, it's all good. (laughs) Some of the Um, phrasing of his quotes is hilarious too. respecting the process of selling your family business for hundreds of millions of dollars (laughs) yeah that too yeah this is the most um to me this is the part of uh this whole situation that parallels the hbo show succession very well because the son is doing a a little press run about his father's business decision that he's super pissed about but he's framing it in a way that makes him seem like he totally knew and is totally okay with it 
Yeah, I mean, it, this seems to have blindsided everyone, including him, but he has to act like it was not, you know, thrust upon him, forced by his father. His father, who <laughs> who runs the Kraus Group, which is like the umbrella organization that actually owns Come and Go. So, like, Tanner's the CEO of Come and Go, but his dad is really pulling the strings because he owns and runs the parent company. So literally, he doesn't have that much of a different job than when he was nine. Exactly. Well, <laughs> there may be quotes around the word That's, job still. <laughs> That's what he's going to do for the rest of his career is just sweep the floors. He's just going to keep trying to recapture that former glory when he was a CEO. <laughs> just sweep at his dad's floors. Here's something else he says in the article. We led a great business. We grew a great business. And ultimately ownership decided to cash in on that growth and appreciation and that's their right as ownership so wow again the subtext there is that that's his father (laughs) making that decision to sell yeah it's weird that he's like distancing himself from the kraus group which bears his own last name Mm -hmm. yeah and i think that that is intentional because the kraus group and his father specifically are very conservative like they contribute to conservative political campaigns and stuff and tanner is uncomfortable with that from what i can tell and like he pushed to have the branding of come and go be more like progressive and forward thinking you know like pro-trans stuff and i i mean we're gonna make fun of tanner quite a bit on this i think but um i do sort of uh sympathize with him because he you know, if I was born to a family that owns a gas station empire, it would be very hard not to just settle into that role and like be given a company to run and make a ton of money with with little. I mean, you don't have to put in a lot of effort to reach that position when you're just born into it. But he's uncomfortable with with what it is, because I mean, what is a gas station? It's selling fossil fuels. It's like not good really you know there's a huge markup on like cheap shitty food this isn't really a force for good in the world (laughs) and he wants it to be but it's not so there's a there's going to be a lot of dissonance there and i do sort of feel bad for him in some ways yeah and he's like aesthetically liberal right i mean at least as far as we all know he is aesthetically liberal right again like the post the the woke posting on the branded pages I think he's put out some relatively like liberal personal statements from time to time as well. Yeah. He has like a notable liberal wife in Des Moines who mm-hmm. fakes a role on the like food rescue boards and <laughs> oh, bullshit yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, have- he's probably really torn up inside about this. And you have to wonder if there is a connection between the, you know, the stores being or the company being sold versus, uh, you know, the social media posts and the direction that he was taking it in, considering, you know both ownership groups are very conservative mm-hmm. would yeah. be a hilarious move by pops to be like you know what i saw your trans tweet the other day i'm taking the company from you <laughs> yeah and it coincides with you know years of massive growth and expansion and putting forward this uh progressive public image i, I mean i don't think that tanner was doing that um cynically i don't think it was just for the purposes of like growing the business making it more profitable 
because like liberals like it like this wouldn't really be the state to do that in so i think there, there was some sincerity there right but it right. does yeah, and it was it also went beyond like just the post too i believe they were like pretty pride friendly as well as a company the last few years they would yeah, have they... like a pride friendly booth at like 515 alive mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think yeah. it extended beyond just like virtue signaling online not to the extent that it exits the realm of virtue signaling but it was a little bit more external than that yeah they also yeah. did like i mean uh, but another thing too is i was gonna say if they were really trying to sell like come go has been like majorly advertising in a lot of places they were gonna have their name behind that new soccer stadium that may or may not be built on like a literally a toxic waste dump <laughs> um <laughs> and yeah, and it's like not uncommon for like, you know, if they really were planning to sell, like it's not uncommon for a company to do a bunch of marketing to like increase their valuation right before they're about to sell. So yeah. I don't know. It makes you wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he says here he never had a plan B. His goal has always been to lead come and go, and he never gave other career paths much of a serious thought. Uh, I, I don't know if I. I mean, that's probably true, you know, because, again, you're like born into it. So why give anything else much of a thought? But I wouldn't be as like <laughs> passionate about it, I don't think. Um, and then it says, maybe surprisingly, he's not jumping into a role at Krauss Group, come and go's former parent company run by Krauss's father, Kyle Krauss. The overarching Krauss group features a diverse portfolio of holdings, including an Italian pro soccer team wineries ranches a hotel and a real estate development business and following that they have a quote from tanner that says kraus group owns a cool portfolio of companies (laughs) (laughs) that's the whole quote uh no it continues i i obviously (laughs) want the best for kraus group and its companies he says pausing (laughs) the passive aggression just seeps through this entire thing this interview sounds like a conversation that just needed to happen between him and his father. Yeah. It sounds to me like they're go woke, go broking their own son. Yeah. (laughs) You had a chance to just do a nothing burger, fake job, make money hand over fist off of an oil company. And now we're like taking that away from you. I'd be interested to know how big of a cut he got from the sale. But yeah, yeah, the fact that they're like not ushering him him into a stupid job at the Krauss group is kind of crazy. Yeah, they they own part of like AC Milan or something. It's like a, a pretty big Italian soccer club. And then, yeah, they have like two European wineries. They I mean, they do have a lot of like like aesthetically liberally coded businesses in that Krauss group portfolio yeah let's let's get to the next part italian soccer yeah Yeah, that's notoriously liberal liberal. (laughs) (laughs) getting to the next part though where they ask him like about the Krauss group and his dad about selling it and he's like a question for him and the speculation (laughs) because of the money needed for projects in italy and he's like well you'll just have to ask him yeah, that that's exactly what it what it says here. They they like close this article with a an exit interview. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what is this? Yeah, is this just like a PR release just to try to like make people not question it? Like, well, I'm pretty sure I mean, Courtney Crowder. That's Courtney Crowder at the Register. I don't think yeah. she's an actual reporter. I'm pretty sure she's a columnist. So it's very interesting mm-hmm. that they had her of all people do this article. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess I didn't really look into like what section of the paper this was under, but. Yeah, it's it's a very, very weird, like, one-on-one interview uh, format. 
Yeah, as Alan was saying, this might be a question for the Krauss group or for your dad, but why did you sell Tanner? Certainly a question for him. (laughs) 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 Is there any truth to the speculation that it was because of the funds needed for various projects here and in Italy? Again, you'll have to ask him. (laughs) So you have to ask yourself then reading this, like why, why still include that in the article? (laughs) Like he didn't answer you. But there's like, there's where a did subtext. that question come from? Because like mm-hmm. you know you know coming into this, this is like a puff piece about come and go, and then in the middle of it, it's like here's this rumor that people are talking about. Like who are these people that are talking about it? Uh, that this reporter is wants to put in this article. Like what? She's walking an interesting line here. Yeah, you know, is this just like a puff piece about Tanner Kraus, the woke gas station CEO? Or are you trying to do some investigative like thing? I don't know. I, I think that question like helps make it even more clear, you know, from his perspective that this was not me. I'm not a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Yeah. Speaking of being the bad guy, she asks him, you came into the business from human resources. So you know that acquisitions often mean job cuts. <laughs> How is that weighing on you? <laughs> Tanner says the good news is that Maverick is forecasting a very minimal job loss as a result of the acquisition and that has helped our associates retain confidence that they'll keep doing what they love and what Mm. they love is working at the gas station Um, but (laughs) minimal job loss is still job loss right so some people are going to get cut yeah just a matter of who they're they're gonna they're gonna downsize don't worry and you know because this company is from Europe or not Europe, <laughs> because this company's from Utah, I, I'm, wor- I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm worried about the Mormonization of my gas station experience. Yeah, I think you should be. In what way? Them. You got to elaborate on that. <laughs> you can't trust them. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm going to walk in to a come and go very soon, and everybody there is going to be blonde. <laughs> and I've been to Utah a couple times and there's just this feeling that you get when you walk into a business and everybody's blonde and it's never happened to me anywhere else. Oh, um, so I know that's coming. Like I know that's coming. So if you're a brunette, um, and you happen to work at come and go, I'd be very concerned about <laughs> my job security. Well, is it really about the, the hair ban color? The sale or is of it beverages maybe... with caffeine. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. That would be crazy. They give us a Mormon lineup of products, <laughs> Mormon-friendly products. Coffee's no gone. caffeine, no booze, no yeah. cigarettes. How do how do Mormons run <laughs> no, a under the water? Just it's, water. It's all about vices, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that is what the gas is station the point is. Of the gas station, <laughs> and it's named Come. It's almost the least friendly, <laughs> the least Mormon-friendly brand. There's they no way. It just the, to. Yeah, they, they can't bought keep it just to fix it. Yeah, they can't keep that name. It's it's too it it, it inspires impure thoughts in the customers. What if they did change the name? That would be so insane to buy, you know, like a like a brand like that and be like, we're changing it. Oh wait, we we've there's a recent example of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Maverick's a good name though. I mean, it reminds me of John McCain. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that's the first thing I thought of. <laughs> Sarah Palin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good memories. <laughs> it reminds you of prisoners of war. Very American imagery. Mm-hmm. 
I think they've said uh, they don't they don't plan to change a lot of them. I think they they intend to leave a lot of the Iowa stores as come and go. I bet the ones that are further west because I think Maverick and and come and go are kind of battling in like Nebraska and and mm-hmm. western parts. So I bet there will be some arbitrary line where they say everything east of here will remain come and go. Everything west will become Maverick. Yeah, it'll be like the a Maverick come and go Carl's agreement of twenty twenty three. The come treaty. They're all, they're also building a new um, headquarters like downtown Des Moines, uh, a new regional headquarters for come and go, which is also part of the city government's push to get people back in the offices downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Aren't there like fourteen hundred offices available in Des Moines? They couldn't just buy something. Yeah, I I don't know what the economics of it is behind, but I think they explicitly said that it was like as an agreement with the city to like try to revitalize downtown, which principal, you know, biggest employer of downtown Des Moines recently also had their employees come back three days a week. So they're trying to, uh, you know, force people to have to subject themselves to downtown Des Moines. <laughs> right. Yeah, Get I back actually, to work. I actually have a friend that works at uh, come and go slash Kraus group right now and he'll be transitioning to Maverick but part of the agreement is I think they're yeah once they once Maverick takes over they're gonna have to be in the office more it'll still be hybrid like it is mm-hmm. now but it'll be more frequently which is a hilarious idea as we're going into another COVID surge right now the idea <laughs> of coming back to the office just enough to to spread illness amongst <laughs> yeah 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 things are I <laughs> yeah. mean things are going fine right now but let's just and bring it home let's just turn the crank a little harder you know, mm-hmm. always got to hit the sweet spots. Guys, I'm sorry I didn't tell you this at the beginning, but I think I might have COVID. You're all exposed. Fuck. <laughs> well, you know what? I've got a I've got a little windscreen over my microphone, so I think that should protect me. It's basically a mask. Yeah. Uh, here's a, another quote from Tanner in this article that I found interesting. I think there's a lot of inequities in our society that are solvable problems if you can get the right people focused and motivated to do so. One of the things that I loved about Come and Go is I felt like we were able to push the economy in a more equitable direction, and that remains a priority of mine. What? <laughs> uh, basically, he raised, in what way? he raised wages, um, he gave them more paid time off, and I think introduced maternity and paternity leave for Come and Go employees, which is you know, so those he are... moved the economy. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, mean, that's yeah. also just like a gimme when you're a new CEO as of the last five years, because like, right. we're now we're approaching like fifteen dollars an hour is a pretty basic market rate for minimum wage. So of course the wages went up because his grandfather and father never raised wages. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got to at least hit a baseline of like <laughs> wanting anyone at all to work for your company. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. I'm surprised that he's not doing more lip service on like food deserts. I think that's one of the bigger branding opportunities for gas stations is like there's so many food deserts all over Iowa. If we just build come and goes and put fruit in there, you know, we're doing better than a lot of people. Yeah, yeah there's some good that can be done for sure. Um, yeah, that's in another one of these articles. But he he talked about how a gas station's primary profit is from selling gas, of course, and I don't know how delusional this might be, but, you know, he's talking about how, like, uh, the energy economy is actually moving away from fossil fuels. So he was, like, preparing the company for the future. 
of making less money off of selling gasoline. So that's why he put so much focus on like improving the food options at come and go so that, you know, you can, you can make a huge profit margin off of selling people food in places where there are no grocery stores. <laughs> I was Which, always under the impression that they, they made very, very little on the gas sales and all their profits came from the like uh, food and that kind of thing. Cause I, there's huge margins on those. That may be true. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure that's the business model for most of them, right? Because like gas is mostly a commodity. So it's like hard to compete with, uh, you know, the guy down the street because everyone's getting it kind of from the same place. So it's always roughly the same price. Mm -hmm. uh, but where you make up is uh, selling people convenience food garbage. Right. Yeah. I also, if that were true, that'd be such a funny, like little detail, keeping the context of him saying, like, we're trying to build a more equitable economy because it's like we're moving away from oil and gas, which is unjust into high markup, cheap food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we're selling people dog shit and we're charging them eight dollars for a dog shit sandwich because it's sustainable. <laughs> Okay, one last quote from this uh, this latest article, and then we can get into a couple of historical documents. Uh, a question from Courtney Crowder: If you think that your tenure at come, if you think about your tenure at Come and Go as a fairy tale, what is the moral of the story? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> Thank really you. Really awesome, interesting dude. framing here, right? And Tanner replies: Be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> It's not really fairy tale like. <laughs> I was the first CEO to be himself. <laughs> How the fuck are you supposed to answer that question? <laughs> it is pretty weird. Yeah. Uh, he continues though, both for me as a leader and our brand. When I started to worry less about what people thought about us and started to be authentic <laughs> and to stand up for what we believe in, our success grew. It was really validating to see that level of authenticity be celebrated and rewarded to the extent that it was. Again, wow. like, what? It's a fucking gas station. Yeah, like, <laughs> what? Just the idea that that's what it takes to become a CEO is to just be yourself. <laughs> yeah. it I also feel like that's a dead giveaway that the woke communications were definitely led by him. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. We stayed true to what we believed in. And it's like, dog, you sold gas still. Like, that's what you believe in is selling gas. Yeah. In a hip, funny, cool way <laughs> where they're like going viral on Twitter. Um, we sell gas in an inclusive way. Exactly. <laughs> We let everybody. We've never buy turned it. down anyone from buying gas. <laughs> it's not about the color of your skin. It's about the content of your character at and my gas station. <laughs> whether your vehicle accepts uh, uh, fuel, you know, if, if you're driving a whether, whether your vehicle accepts eighty-seven or ninety-one, <laughs> you you are welcome and you are loved. <laughs> Internal combustion engines of all types are welcome in our parking lots. <laughs> Japanese vehicles, German vehicles. Instead American of it saying that the lot's under camera surveillance, it just says, we see you. <laughs> <laughs> this would be a good oh time to God. pull up. Um, so Tanner is on Twitter, at Tanner Krause. And I, I just Let's like, pull this up. yeah, I took a real cursory glance at this because I figured it would, there might be something funny there. Uh, he tweeted on August 11th, 
our planet is screaming at us that things are not okay. Screaming is in all caps. Our planet is screaming at us that things are not okay. Now, what is what is your job again, Tanner? What do you sell? Why is the planet screaming? Why are things not okay? I mean, that's just because the other gas stations aren't woke. He was trying to be authentic, yeah. be himself, and lead. Nobody else was following suit. <laughs> he doesn't seem to have too problematic of likes on Twitter, um, but uh, he, I, I bet, I bet he, uh, you know, says the word when when he listens to rap in the car. There's a lot of there's a lot of rap in here. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. He's one of those uh, Jay Z CEOs again. Very succession, you know. Um, I listen to Jay-Z on the way into the office to get me motivated. Um, occasionally I watch Ari Melber, you know, like, um, I'm here's, here's a like of his. That's, uh, I'm pretty sure this is one of those NPR sessions, uh, where, you know, the, the people go to NPR and sing in their little, their little, like the tiny desk, tiny little studio. Yeah. 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 Tiny desk, uh, yeah. Uh, and it's Denzel Curry. With like That's a whole good. bunch I mean, of Curry rocks, with a whole bunch so. of with a whole bunch of horns in the back. No, it seems like he's good. I'm I'm not saying that is judgmental. I'm just saying that's an example of of the of the of the likes that no, this dude, man he's has. Cool. I will say he's his Twitter benign. his Twitter is actually a goldmine. First of all, pronouns in bio as a CEO. <laughs> Let's go. Ding. Really Let's go. continuing yeah. the wokeness. Good. He also yeah. on May third he tweeted more normalized men in their thirties telling each other I love you. <laughs> <laughs> wow Hell first yeah. of all i love y'all yeah i love you too um, as yeah, a man I in my 30s guys. i think you yeah. guys are a little bit younger but at least to justin and alan yeah i love y'all the three of us yeah, love, love each too, other buddy. for sure that that can be that's normalized right. if you're in your 20s it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah exactly. you'll never have to say that to your friends <laughs> exactly normalize hilarious. normalize my dad telling me he loves me <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Okay, so let's go, let's go back into the past. Uh, first of all, credit to our good friend Natalie. Uh, when that article we were just reading from came out, she went back and dug these up, and I thought they were really funny. So she's basically programming the show to get today, even though she's not present. Yeah. Here's another register article. The invisible from, hand that guides us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, register article from Pat Johnson. This came out in December of 2018. Uh, it's called People to Watch. Come and goes Tanner Krause, ready to make his mark at family business. So this is like the beginning of his his journey as the CEO. Uh, we just saw how it ended, so we can go back and see how it began. And they give us a bit of uh, uh, history of the family business. Krause's great-grandfather, Tony Gentle, and grandfather, <laughs> Bill Krause, founded the business in 1959. Uh, a gas station that also carried groceries in Hampton a small town in north central Iowa. So they established that business early on, you know, selling food at the gas station. You know, uh, okay. we were talking about the uh, the letter K and how it's it's suspect, right? It, Kyle Krause is his father. That's that's two Ks. So you're getting oh. even closer mm. to the, the troublesome mm. acronym. <laughs> Kyle Krause, owner of Krause Group, owner of Come and Go? Yeah, d- that's wow. double uh, K. Wow, we just cracked this case wide open. <laughs> Again, the connotations mm-hmm. extremely suspect there. Yeah, yeah. 
so on this is even more of a fluff piece about tanner kraus uh so they they interviewed like friends of his who i think are also like uh nepotism cases <laughs> like own businesses <laughs> this is uh rj tercy anyone know who that is if you don't i'll reveal oh, it yeah. in a moment yeah i do know he's yeah. the uh, <laughs> exile right who have also been uh problematic not so long yeah, ago they have. <laughs> Uh, R.J. Tercy met Krauss in middle school. He described him as an intelligent kid who was creative and competitive. Being from a prominent family didn't afford Krauss special treatment. In middle school? Certainly later on it did. (laughs) (laughs) Job, in quotes, right? (laughs) Well, in middle school, he would have already been working for the family business. Yeah, but that was for free. (laughs) He was not excluded from any of the harassment from our friend group, Tercy said. Whoa. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> why would he have been excluded? That. He was harassed just as much as any of us. <laughs> just dudes being guys, you know, even when your buddy's the son of a CEO. <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't bully him for being rich. We bullied him because he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Normalize being bullied and taking it like a man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Krauss and Tercy both work in family businesses and both landed in top spots at an early age. Tercy is the founder and owner of Exile Brewing (laughs) Company in downtown Des Moines. He started the business at 25 with his father, Bob Tercy, owner of longtime restaurant Tercy's Latin King in Des Moines. Mm -hmm. Both of them landed in top spots in the family businesses <laughs> they parachuted into the yeah. top spot <laughs> right they and exiles best-selling beer they stole the likeness of the person who's printed on the cans <laughs> Incredible. You know, this is just uh it's a testament to how good they are at flying an airplane that, that they both landed in such top spots they're just expert pilots mm-hmm. that's what it is it's not nothing was ever handed to them you know, they were harassed no just as much connection. as anyone else in middle school. They're just really good at making good landings. They spotted an opportunity from far away. What am I? Am I supposed to be mad at them for being masters of networking? That seems unfair. <laughs> <laughs> networking with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting at the dinner table every every night with my father and networking. <laughs> here's actually a little bit more about you know networking with your dad uh tanner went to depaul in chicago to get uh, an mba and it says here at depaul Krauss said he developed a passion for human resources and that's like that's disgusting enough you know? <laughs> but they at working with your dad again, huh? <laughs> but they quote him here. I saw the opportunity in our business to manage people. When the senior vice president of human resources job opened, I quickly put my hand up. Dad gave me the opportunity to jump to the senior team at a young age. <laughs> Wasn't that nice of his dad to Whoa. to give him that opportunity when he raised also, his hand? Him in HR. Really shows how bullshit passion. HR is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And this is this is I mean, interesting. It, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, think, think of like all the bullshit jobs in the company that I work for. You know, like 
the the people who have the most bullshit jobs and i gotta say hr is kind of up there with like some of the things i see them doing and i'm like way wow what the fuck are we doing why are we paying for this (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's uh definitely a, a lot of bullshit in that field yeah hr is not on your side ever uh did come and go have uh diversity equity and inclusion ever uh, I never saw anything about that in these articles, so I I doubt it, because he would probably tout that if they had been doing it, right? Oh, yeah. Not woke enough, I guess. Right. <laughs> uh, th- these are a couple of funny quotes, like in hindsight, in this older article from 2018. Uh, Krauss is the heir apparent. At some point, I'll become CEO, <laughs> he said. But dad won't be retiring anytime soon. He'll be my boss for years to come. <laughs> and i think it was uh 2021 when tanner was finally uh he he finally landed in the ceo position as they said and then this is even funnier shooter on in as somebody who's not from iowa um one of my favorite just little des moines things you know small city here is the fact that we do have a gas station hereditary monarchy (laughs) it's over now (laughs) But such an incredible little detail um, about this great, great city. And that that uh, influence has kind of uh, expanded because uh, Jake and I were talking about this the other day. The Iowa football program is also a hereditary monarchy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they love they sure it ate they shit last just, night. Yeah, well, no, they were not. And maybe that's part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, they, they've committed oh, yes. to not getting better by giving their coach a lifetime contract. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's not really a, any incentives there. As a non-football person, the 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 football culture in Iowa uh, has always been very confusing to me because it's like what what the fuck is going on? Every time <laughs> I everyone's always complaining that they're always losing, but they're like these coaches are the best thing in the entire world. <laughs> we love them so much. <laughs> they deserve to be the highly the highest paid employees in in the state. Uh yeah, they it's do about, such a great job. Yeah. It's about Iowa values. <laughs> I mean, it's very similar. You know, UK did, uh, or Great Britain did Brexit and then was sad when their queen died. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is even funnier, this, this last quote here. As long as we can get our children excited about the business, then it's very likely there will be a Kraus or one of our descendants running this company for generations to come. Uh, and it come with come with spelled C O M E in that case. Uh, missed opportunity to you know, wow. generations to come. C U M or K U M would have been better. Whoa! <laughs> and then it's, not uh, C U M. Yeah. That would have been terrible. <laughs> do we know anything else about do uh, the rest of their family? Like, do we? Does he have any brothers or anything? I, I'm not sure about siblings, he does have but. Brothers. It mentions his five-week-old daughter here in this article, so she had just been born. And Tanner says, "I hope she is come and goes first female CEO. It's entirely possible," he said. So that's basically he's he's hoping that there are no females in top positions for the next you know twenty thirty years. <laughs> well, he yeah, would yeah. just he I'd would say, just give the job to his daughter. She can start yeah, yeah, at five, say, five I'd, years old. Probably. I'd say she has better odds than any other female on earth. <laughs> great chance to land the top spot (laughs) it's entirely possible but but now the ceo in 20 or 30 years will be a mormon man 
Yeah, gotta be. That's top top odds. Yeah. (laughs) One more detail from this article. It's not related to Tanner Krause, but you know this is part of the people to watch series of uh, 2018 in the register another person to watch was uh justin mandelbaum who was trying to make des moines as hip as austin portland or nashville (laughs) good luck (laughs) that's uh the he's a josh mandelbaum's cousin justin mandelbaum oh we were supposed to get justin before josh wow (laughs) yeah he was supposed to be you were supposed to be watching him six years ago Wow. Haven't heard of him since. I, I mean, Des Moines is definitely the Portland of Central Iowa. <laughs> That's true. Is it? <laughs> it uh, what's Iowa City then? What would that be in the metaphor? Well, see, that's Eastern Iowa. He said Central Eugene, Iowa. Right? So. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right, right. Yeah, we're oh, the I was thinking Eugene. like Boise. <laughs> oh. yeah. The Boise of Eastern Iowa. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna start. Well, yeah, isn't Eugene uh, where the University of Oregon is? Yeah, yeah, uh, right, right. I'm gonna start calling us though the Boise of Eastern Iowa and see if that catches on. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> it's uh, aesthetically very similar. So, <laughs> okay, and one last thing, one last article for us to cover in our uh, discussion of former come and go CEO Tanner Kraus. This is an article, another one by Courtney Crowder at the Des Moines Register. This one came out in September of 2021. And this is like right when he had assumed the role of CEO. The headline is how new come and go CEO Tanner Kraus is investing in people and social justice and still turning a profit. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Great headline. I can't wait to hear how they were doing that. You are going to be stunned with how this article begins. So let me just uh, read to you the first few paragraphs here. Seriously, you're going to be shocked at the first sentence. The young man fired shots indiscriminately as he drove. (laughs) Whoa. But you didn't see that coming. Come and go? Firing (laughs) shots at come and go? Hey, yo. I wish that was me. Uh, a gold Pontiac Grand Am, a car, a truck, another car, point, shoot, each staccato pop, 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 breaking the slow, hypnotizing piece of late night driving that Sunday, March 15th, 2020. Earlier, the man had called his mother. She'd been concerned about his mental health for a while, but this conversation was so upsetting, she made plans to visit the next day. By then, she'd be too late. The man turned into the parking lot of a Springfield, Missouri come-and-go, damaging his car as he wildly pulled to a stop. He walked inside and opened fire, killing Troy Rapp, the employee behind the counter, a responding officer, and two customers before turning the gun on himself. A roving active shooter, as police would call him, the 31-year-old Salvo was so prolific that one survivor said smoke hung in the store like a thick quilt. So, yeah, this article is about how a wow. uh, new come-and-go CEO Tanner Krause is investing in people and social justice and still turning a profit. And, and that's how it begins. Well, thank so, God they're making money. This is insane. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> did the shooting that help? Or, or what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. This, uh, this is like a, a fluff piece about, you know, the nepotism CEO of the gas station empire. And it's like, yeah, here's a mass murder event. To, to just really set the tone. Yeah. What the fuck? Well, you know, the what they probably is really do. earning their. They probably <laughs> earning their eighteen dollars an hour. 
Yeah, they probably get insurance on all of their employees who work at the front. So that way, if they do get killed, they get an insurance payout for it. That's how they stay in the green. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the purpose of, of opening with that story is just to to make the point that, like, this plus the beginning of the COVID pandemic really had a, a huge impact on Tanner Krause's mental health. Oh, no. Oh, my God. It's like, dude, someone died. Like, yes, that should affect you. But like, you are not you are not central to this story. Yeah. Also, what it was a, it was a woke murder. He the shooter killed a cop. <laughs> <laughs> a woke murder. <laughs> oh, boy. That's the wokest thing they could do in one of these is just turn the gun on one of the boys in blue. Yeah, it's also crazy that not only did the cop get shot, also everyone else. What was he there for? <laughs> That's Here's literally his like job, him. right? This is one job. It's like you happen to be at a gas station where there's a shooting go down, win the Stop shooting. It. And he lost? <laughs> yeah, well, That's they call crazy. him, uh, they refer to him as a responding officer. So I, I yeah, I don't know. He, he must have shown up. After the violence began, I don't know. They don't give the details really about that. So he, no shot. He was caught off guard. He just straight up lost. That's what it sounds like. You know, <laughs> his KD ratio was uh, very poor in comparison yeah. <laughs> to this guy. He, he pulls it. He pulls in and yells, what's going on here? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what's all the commotion? I mean, that sounds like a horrible event to to have gone through, and I'm very sorry. Oh, terrible. I'm very sorry yeah, to, yeah, to very sorry to everyone involved. I'm sorry to Tanner oh. Krause most of all for having been the CEO <laughs> of the company where this horrible event occurred. Uh, you know, not present. I don't know what I would do. <laughs> he has to do a lot of reflecting on why they chose to do it at a come and go, and not any other gas station that they could have chosen. Right. It's it's part of, you know, part of the marketing, part of the brand that, you know, this is where he chose to do it. It wasn't just a matter of circumstances. It wasn't this was not a random event. You know, he chose that come and go. I love the idea that that's what was really weighing on him was like him just pacing around his really nice house being like, why couldn't it have been a fucking quick star? <laughs> <laughs> They're telling me there was a Casey's on the same street. <laughs> <laughs> he drove past a loves in order to do this at my fucking store. <laughs> uh, son of a bitch. Uh, okay. So, We're going to so start I investing in mental health, starting with me. <laughs> <laughs> it starts at the top. <laughs> uh, side note. Here's a, another quote from the article. His route to the presidency had gone through human resources, a non-traditional way into the corner office. Yeah, there's no other circumstances. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. In that Come respect, it's, it's a non-traditional path to the corner office. But I think perhaps being the previous <laughs> yeah. CEO's son is a bit more of a traditional path. Into Probably the office. most traditional path. Yeah. 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 It's awesome to frame him serving like serving his dues as HR director as like, uh, you know, he like he really forged his own path, <laughs> took the road less traveled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, a job that we know from the previous article was also just handed to him when he said he wanted to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said he raised his hand, I believe. <laughs> yes. 
so yeah, the the COVID pandemic was also very difficult for him as you know CEO of a company where the uh, the business model is absolutely contributing to the spread of a deadly virus, <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, your employees and your customers are, are probably getting COVID in the stores that you run every day. Uh, and that has to weigh heavily on your soul, right? But surviving these past 18 months revealed a truth Krauss always knew intellectually, but now understands viscerally. Change comes only when people in power use their platforms to speak out. Wow. He literally did do the it starts with me thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so this is an interesting understanding of uh, power and change. Uh, and, I, I, you know, I think he's right. And I would just like to salute all of the people in power who have spoken out over the past few years and, and brought about all this wonderful change that we've been experiencing. Uh, I think that really proves the hypothesis that that's where change, change comes from, is from you guys speaking out. So thank you. Yeah, I mean... My life is so viscerally different since CEO started speaking out about things like COVID and mental health. Yeah, I wouldn't have known. At the same time, these these woke CEOs, he just got his ass fired. So, (laughs) 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 so I mean, yeah, I guess the story here is that he did go woke and broke. Probably got severance, I would imagine. Oh, not broke by any stretch. Not broke by any stretch. His broke shares mentally. are getting bought out. He's yes. mentally broken. Emotionally yeah. broken. Yeah. And that's what really matters. It, you know. His relationship with his father is strained. <laughs> uh, <laughs> almost irreparable. Except for when they see each other at the office. And the soccer games and the winery. <laughs> yeah. All the vacations yeah, to, when uh, the, to Italy and Napa. Yeah. Yeah. When they're in <laughs> Italy, just chilling out together. Assuming the role of CEO in January, again, this is uh, 2021 that this was written, the fourth generation to hold that title, Krauss rededicated himself to living his values in life and work, italicized, publicly fighting the stigma (laughs) around mental health by opening up about his personal struggles and supporting equality and social justice through donations, marching in peaceful protests, and co-chairing a new citywide diversity initiative. Okay, um, my thing about citywide diversity initiatives is that that is nothing. <laughs> like, what do, what do they do? You know, like... He does things. He uh, helped uh, appoint people for a municipal board. Uh, Tanner Krause, more... if, if you don't know, is a, is a white man. And uh, Jake, who we're hearing from right <laughs> now, he is a black man. So I, I do, I do uh, value his thoughts on this subject. <laughs> I've always said this. We need more librarians of color. Yeah. Um, we need more. I'm so, no. All <laughs> of the all of the diversity bullshit at the. Uh, I don't know. I I as somebody who's had a diversity, equity, and inclusion chair at my company before, mm. and it was a white man. It was a white man. Of course. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. And, and 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 there were multiple black people working in. <laughs> in executive positions and the D and I guy was a white man, but, um, <laughs> it starts with us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That I think that was the point of him being white. It's like, look, I care. 
<laughs> so it's my job uh, to care about this. I'm being paid to make this place more diverse, equitable, and inclusive. That shows how much I care. Meeting. Yeah, exactly. But, like they asked me to be part of a meeting, and it's like, what? Do you, what am I gonna say? Like, what is? <laughs> Hi guys, I'm black, and I appreciate this so much. I feel seen, and I feel heard. I didn't know before today that diversity matters. <laughs> I've learned a lot from <laughs> joining this meeting. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Dan, for making it so apparent to me that diversity is very key to who this company is. <laughs> yeah, I work for a, a black-owned company, um, and they we do do diversity, equity, and inclusion, but it's like very minimal compared to any other company I've ever worked for. And I, I'm pretty sure the reason is because they don't really need to do it because they can just be like, like we're black owned. Like if you're a minority, that's already like the main selling point. We don't need <laughs> to do any like DEI like promotion stuff to do like attract workers. They don't have as much See, to, to compensate me. for. If it were yeah. me and I owned your company, Evan, I would be like, you're white. You're lucky to work here. And that <laughs> yeah, would be that's right. E and I. <laughs> That I would do. I would be very non-inclusive. <laughs> um, oh, I for, I forgot. I'm so sorry. I didn't know. Uh, I just remembered that reverse racism is racism. Thank you. The Thank you. Of we learned that. That's yes. something we all learned at the Iowa State Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah, never forget the Ten Commandments of Vivek. I love how reverse racism is racism is like one of like none, the things that he almost none of them are commandments. Yeah. They're just <laughs> yeah. hot button phrases. Yeah. I also think the reverse racism isn't racism is is like number four or something. So it's like it's very it's high on the list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't even put it above the transphobia. <laughs> no, no. Um this article also mentions that uh Come and Go had recently in 2021 announced expansions into utah so that's a bit of foreshadowing for how things went down a couple years later you know they they made an effort to like invade the state of utah and it, it uh it didn't work out you know utah overtook them and maverick now came back owns, to haunt them yeah owns all their shit i mean i'd yeah. say it maybe worked out i'm pretty sure that i mean they don't have to publish any of it because it's privately owned but right right the reuters rumors were somewhere around two billion for the sale yeah Damn. yeah i mean they they wouldn't have sold if it, if it wasn't like a great deal for them so i yeah you're right it was good for them but uh definitely in terms of like the the lasting legacy of the kraus empire you know they sold mm -hmm. out. They sold out to the Mormons, and now their names will yeah. no longer be recorded in history. They tried to invade Mormon land, and it worked out the exact opposite way. Brigham Young, this is his whole, you know, he would be so proud <laughs> um, to have seen the way that that went down. Yeah, it's textbook. This is a great line from Tanner in this article. I was obviously given a job because my last name was Krause. But I was not given this job because my last name was Krause. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. We all believe you. Everyone who reads this shit believes you, man. Uh, there's a couple of, like, fluff paragraphs about how he interacts with his uh, his employees here. 
let's see. Her name is uh, Kim. He he talks to Kim here, who works at the the Kio Way Come and Go store just off of I two thirty five. Uh, Krauss downloads her on a Johnston store where the company is testing out new sandwich concepts and quinoa bowls made to <laughs> order. <laughs> um, Man, I'm, they're not selling too many qui- uh, quinoa bowls at that one. I'll tell you that. I have not seen <laughs> a quinoa bowl at any of the come and goes that I visit. So I may be a and different I'd love clientele. To. <laughs> what a precocious grain. I'd love to see a quinoa bowl. Yeah ancient grain uh but kim responds gas station cane wobbles (laughs) (laughs) uh kim responds i'm liking this tanner now when are all the stores going to get that he laughs soon soon he promises (laughs) (laughs) quinoa promises oh (laughs) i just I was the first CEO to make a quinoa promise. <laughs> I'm forward thinking. Uh, so, yeah, as it goes through his, like, how he has a personal relationship with uh, the on-the-ground employees, this foundational understanding that come and goes magic is the company's associates, not intellectual property like Google's algorithm or DuPont's newest chemical or even a new style of pizza or flavor of coffee has shaped Krause's early tenure and helped him develop a simple purpose. Make days better by connecting with people. (laughs) Very meaningful. Uh, I think that come and go's magic actually is just being a gas station. And uh, being all over the place. Yeah. That's the magic. (laughs) Having a lot of locations. Being the closest gas station in proximity to me. uh, That's that's their their main, main selling point. Right, it's magic. they're magic in the same way that Walmart is magic. Yes, yes. Just like cheap, affordable shit that's the closest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As CEO, he realized he just wanted to go around and distract his employees while they're trying to do work. <laughs> Isn't it, yeah. Isn't it always the way for those guys? Like, it, yeah, it's a way of him rationalizing how actually me just like dicking around and bothering people that is my job and i'm actually doing something very important by showing up at the store at random times during the day and just talking to the manager for an hour like that is my job and i am important i want my employees to live in fear <laughs> <laughs> i want them to be red whenever i'm around oh god the, the mindfulness just... ceo is about to come through the door again <laughs> <laughs> He's going to ask me how I'm really doing. (laughs) (laughs) Again, this is 2021. Uh, Recently, as Krauss thinks deeply about those touch points, he's been wondering if they can spread happiness. What else can they spread? COVID. Yep. There's one thing. Venereal disease. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say their legs. (laughs) 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 Uh, Speaking of COVID, though, since we brought it up, uh, this is some specifics of like the benefits he was offering his employees. As the COVID pandemic began its march across the world, Come and Go quickly introduced a wave of initiatives directed at safeguarding associate health, including raising hourly pay by $2 for six months, providing free COVID-19 Wait, testing. For six months? <laughs> so it went back? Yeah, There's a I, term limit on that? I guess so. <laughs> a temporary raise? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, because it was uh, what do they what do they call that shit? Uh, hazard pay. Yeah, or like yeah, essential duty workers. Pay. Yeah. Yep. Oh God. God damn. Right, so uh, a pay raise of $2 for six months, uh, providing free COVID-19 testing, which I think was already free all the time. I mean, it may not be readily available at all times, but definitely it was always free back then. Um, And offering 14 days of paid leave for those who were sick or had to quarantine. Uh, Basically, yeah, these don't seem... Like, am I supposed to be impressed by this? This seems like the bare minimum requirement for yeah, getting it, through a it pandemic. Is. <laughs> Unfortunately, it is still like better than a lot of places did. Yeah. I mean, there's some places that didn't do hazard pay and didn't have a paycheck guarantee. So, yeah. I mean, I guess there's that. I, I mean, as a wage worker, $2 an hour definitely does not offset a COVID infection. <laughs> yeah, no but, shit. Yeah. Right. Right. But yeah, again, it's like really funny to like credit him for all of this when it's like a lot of it was dictated by the job market and a lot of it is just about attracting employees. Like yeah. it's just like a no brainer thing to do when when you're in need. Yeah. Well, yeah, this was something I, I think I forgot to mention earlier when we were talking about how um, it, it go it does go a little bit beyond just simply virtue signaling, signaling online. Uh, for example, uh, they've done like uh, merchandise fundraisers for for various uh lgbtq advocacy groups like the trevor project uh they they sold uh they designed and sold t-shirts emblazoned with come and gay rights to uh raise money they know what they're doing (laughs) yeah i mean that's um you know i mean good i guess you know it probably did some good with that but it's also like uh definitely increasing your brand awareness and uh you know, trying to trying to make loyal customers of the gay folks. That's that's the real intention, I think. There. Oh yeah. Oh man, I just the thought of inclusive gasoline makes me so grateful, and it's sad that we're going to be losing everything that Mister Krause has done um, for the gay community. Yeah, yeah. Come and go is about to go the way of uh, you know high V or Casey's. They're they're going to fall to far right <laughs> politics very soon. I. Uh, I'm going to be very sad when I see Ron DeSantis at a come and go in 12 months. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah. This this may be a good way to end this uh, this segment. Uh, you're going to love this quote. Uh, when you look at societal change, the long arc of time bends towards justice, Krauss says, echoing the Martin Luther King Jr. quote. I view the role of each generation as accelerating that bend towards justice. <laughs> He's trying to be a, do an MLK. That's pretty cool. That's pretty woke of him, you know? <laughs> Martin Luther King of gas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that is a, a really interesting thing for the, the CEO of a, a massive and expanding gas station franchise to, <laughs> to say to the newspaper. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we've not drawn, like, specific attention to it, but it's like, who fucking cares, ultimately? Like, yeah. does anyone, has anyone become a loyal come and go customer? Cause they have like a vaguely liberal new young CEO who like also has like climate doom and is <laughs> yeah. okay with gay people. Like it doesn't, it does not, it's not moving the needle on anything. Like go do something that matters. I would it, say for maybe like five people in Windsor Heights, it yeah. definitely mattered, <laughs> but 
for the rest of the market, no. Did did they really even get canceled? I mean, I feel like, you know, that can be a play too, where like you you know, the, these companies do something and then they get all this pushback and then their their name is everywhere. Oh, like the Bud uh, Light I feel like thing. that didn't even happen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. That didn't even happen no. here. I didn't see any sort of like uh you know, fascist backlash to the, the gay rights come and go t shirts or anything. I never saw it. I Everyone's just like, happened. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah I think ultimately uh <laughs> Career change is going to be good for Tanner, and um, we will have to just see, you know, if he puts his money where his mouth is in his uh, next line of work. Yeah, I mean, um, I can't, so. I can't wait to watch Des Moines Antifa explode with funds. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I didn't, yeah. uh, I didn't hammer on that detail, but it did make sure to mention that he participated in peaceful protests in 2020 so he he made sure right. to stay on the the right side of that uh line <laughs> yeah also i was trying to think back of like did anyone see a guy in a really fancy suit pull up in a ferrari <laughs> to a blm protest i don't remember i don't recall <laughs> seeing him there but yeah tanner says he would love to be ceo of blm next <laughs> <laughs> that's a great next move for him yeah uh, ceo be- of antifa <laughs> before we wrap this up i did want to talk about this a little bit i i got some insight from a former employee of come and go uh who worked there for about three years i will i'll keep them anonymous just so the the kraus family uh mercenaries <laughs> don't uh, <laughs> find them and uh silence them for good so this is somebody who like was around Tanner and his father Kyle in in certain like company wide events. He knew Tanner Kraus as he was given new positions throughout the company. Uh, he was head of operations one day and then head of HR the next. <laughs> so that's that's funny to see from the other side. You know, it is basically exactly how it sounded in the paper. He just like, oh, I want that. Give me that, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> With Kyle Kraus. Uh, when he was CEO, they had monthly company meetings that were held in the atrium of the old headquarters in West Des Moines, and they would have the employees would have little betting pools on how many HR infractions Kyle would commit with his speeches. Oh shit! Yeah, I asked for some <laughs> some details with that. I guess a very common, you know, thing for him to, uh, you know, common gaffes for Kyle Krause. Uh, heaven forbid if you were pregnant because he would make very inappropriate comments about being fat Uh-oh. or other inappropriate statements about uh, employees, you know, becoming pregnant uh, and, you know, lots of misogynistic comments towards women is uh, that seems to have been his main infraction. <laughs> Thank yeah. God Tanner took over. Now that's a bygone era. Right. I'm sure yeah, that yeah, ne- yeah. never happened again now that Maverick's in charge. <laughs> yeah. Like uh like most hereditary monarchies, misogyny was present. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that was a, a fun look at the former CEO of Come and Go, one of our, our state's favorite gas stations, uh always always near the top in the gas station wars. They fought well over the past decade. Uh Always, always fighting the ever-expanding Casey's, uh, the new upstart, the quick star. You know, come and go has held their own. And uh, Tanner did a great job, I think. So we bid him a fond <laughs> Ultimately, <farewell>. though, <laughs> he was defeated by Mormons. Yeah. You know, who, who can blame him? You know, many people have fallen the same way. 
Uh, Josh and Jake, thank you for joining us for this discussion. Uh, why don't you tell our listeners about the kind of stuff that you guys get up to? Yeah. Uh, well, thank you guys for having us on. Uh, actual first time, long time, kind of crazy. Uh, we'll be back <laughs> eventually, I'm what sure. Do mean, what do you Whoa, mean? <laughs> some like 15 times. Um, yeah, we stream, we stream on Twitch Sunday nights and Wednesday nights. Um, we quickly cover a lot of internet degeneracy that's happened in the, the two day window that we didn't stream. Always a fun time. And then, uh, we basically just pick three of the silliest, uh, political stories that have happened in a 72 hour window and talk about those for a long time. Um, we do some media, some political media criticism. Um, we, we've been really tapped into the, uh, the Republican primary. Uh, that's been the big thing. We've been on the Vivek Ramaswamy train for a few months now. Uh, we got out ahead of a lot of that stuff, which has been really fun to watch unfold. Uh, yeah. we do have the, uh, the Republican debate coming up Wednesday night, uh, 8 PM central. We will be streaming that on Twitch. So, um, come check us out, hang out in the chat. Um, it's very fun. Chatting is super fun, very slept on. Uh, you can look at our faces and say things to us. So that's a great time. But yeah, that's really what we get up to. It's a very silly goose time over on the stream. Uh, we swear a lot and we talk about politics and a little bit of sports and just kind of whatever the hell we feel like talking about, honestly. How do people uh, free fi- find that? How do they find you? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, you can follow us on Twitter. Um, uh-oh, progress on Twitter. We have the link in the bio to the Twitch pa- channel, uh, but it's just uh-oh, progress on mm-hmm. Twitch as well. Um, we're, we're everywhere. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. We're making content. So uh, check come that out. But yeah, yeah, just come <laughs> check it out. Uh, I will say, like, I don't know. We have a small but growing audience. Um, and it's very fun. It's just a good time. We just got like 14 people harassing us and uh, pitching punchlines to us in the chat. Um, but people <laughs> people hang around, you know, when people come, when they make the time to check it out, they usually come back and they usually hang out. So uh, I think we're having a great time over there. Yeah. And if you are if you are a listener to our show and you're frustrated by uh, how infrequent our updates are, uh, the Uh-oh guys are, you know, twice a week, always at it. They keep a very consistent production schedule. So uh, maybe, just you know, just stop listening to us and go hang out with them from now on. You know, if you. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Take a little take a little pressure off of the Rock Hard Caucus. Yeah. But you should still probably join the Rock Hard Caucus Patreon. Yeah, you, you know, you can stop listening to us, but you should give us money. That's the right thing. To do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Patreon.com slash Rock Hard Caucus. Uh, we just finished reading the second novel by one of our favorite authors, Joseph Dobrian. Uh, we do very, very long and uh, detailed book reviews over there. Mind numbing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Evan just sat through like a two and a half hour recording session with me the other night and uh it's it it wore us out and uh it would be nice if a few people would listen to it and make that uh, experience somewhat worthwhile. <laughs> no, it it's fun. Uh it's fun. I don't mean to to shit on it. Um especially cuz you know Joe is our favorite weirdo that we've mm. uh you know covered on this show. So he's a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Before we go, you can call us if you like. Uh, we didn't have time for voicemails today, but you may appear on a future show. If you call the number 319-849-8733 and leave us a message. Uh, if you're a little bit extra weird and, and uh, dedicated, you could also mail us something in the USPS. Uh, it's P.O. Box 5336. 
in Coralville, Iowa, zip code 52241. Uh, we've had people send in uh, autographed headshots. Uh, someone mailed me an extra copy of uh, Ambitions by Joseph Dobrin. So if you got any of that shit taking up space in your house, you can mail it over to me. Uh, I also have, uh, if you like weird saxophone music, I will be playing a few shows this fall. Uh, you can find details at justinkcomer.com slash shows. I'll try to keep that updated. Uh, if you're in Indiana, Iowa, or Illinois, you may have an opportunity to come hear strange saxophone music. Uh, and we're going to close out today's episode with a brand new track from one of my favorite Iowa City bands, Death Kill Overdrive. This song is called Fuck High V. And uh, you can find the new Death Kill Overdrive album, uh, Juicin', over at deadbrokerecords.bandcamp.com. Uh, they spell records R-E-K-E-R-D-S, Dead Broke Records. And if you have a band and you live in Iowa and you would like your music to be featured on this show, go to rockhardcock.us. There's a link near the top for you to submit your own music, and then you will be heard by the masses of Rock Hard Caucus listeners. Uh, the the audience is the entire state of Iowa, so you definitely, it'd be worth your while. All right, thanks everybody yep. for listening, and thanks to everyone who was on today's episode. You guys are all my friends, and you're all fun to talk to, especially about uh, gas stations. My favorite thing to talk about. Yes, sir. Thank you, you all. Pleasure. We're over I'm 30. rock hard right now. <laughs> 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 it has that effect on people you know being on it's the justin's show. voice yeah. yeah he's got the radio radio thing down that's right that's my goal make everybody feel really good okay bye <laughs> <laughs> bye i gotta go